Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Good morning, Gateway. I hope you're doing well. I hope in all of our campuses today, you've really been enjoying the presence of God. I, I love seeing and hearing what God is doing across all of our campuses. And I really love the opportunity from time to time to visit some of our Gateway Beyond workers and see what God is doing through their ministry around the world. And today it's my privilege to actually share this message uh, with all of our campuses from the Loiter Hills in Kenya, in a Maasai village where I've seen God doing some incredible things over the last few days. I've seen villages get clean water for the first time. I've seen uh, people becoming fully devoted disciples of Jesus. I've seen income generation projects. And uh, just a few days ago, I was in uh, Nairobi uh, with Anna at iAfrica and just seeing the transformation that happens as boys are rescued from the streets and get an education and hear that Jesus has a hope and a purpose for them for the future. But today, I'm a long way from home. Loiter Hills and this Maasai village is a very uh, remote place. I'm 12,500 kilometres from Brisbane and a couple of hundred kilometres from Nairobi. Uh, but there's no decent roads that get here. It's a really remote place. And if it wasn't for Ryan Cuthall flying us in here uh, with MAF, one of our Gateway Beyond workers, then it would have been a very long walk or a very long drive. And that's true for a lot of mission workers that he flies in here that are bringing good news, bringing hope uh, to this community. And so I've been really privileged the last few days just to see the gospel transforming lives in uh, some really different cultures and different places for me. And I hope over the last few weeks you've been really inspired, encouraged and challenged by Jesus' last words during our Beyond series. In uh, Acts 1 verse 8, uh, Jesus' last words were, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Uh, Jerusalem was their community. Judea and Samaria was their nation. And the ends of the earth was the ends of the earth. And Jesus is making it very, very clear that the gospel was to go to everyone on planet earth because his good news was for every person on planet Earth. And he's saying, we're all sent somewhere to share the good news with someone. And some of us are sent into our community, to our local soccer club, to our school, to level seven of the Suncorp building. And some are sent to the ends of the Earth to share the good news of Jesus. Whatever the distance that needs to be traveled, whatever the difficulties that are gonna be faced and whatever the dollars it takes to see it happen, the good news of Jesus has gotta to get to the ends of the earth. And so we're all sent somewhere to share the good news of Jesus with someone. I don't know about you, but I, uh, I don't send all that many letters anymore. Let me just remind you of, uh, just some of the basics of, of letter sending. Uh, firstly, this is an envelope and uh, this is a stamp 
And what we do is we actually write on the envelope, you know, where it is, the destination that we're wanting the message sent to. And uh, then we put one of these little things called a stamp and we lick it. They don't taste any better than they did 20 years ago. And we stick it on the corner of the envelope and depending on the distance that it's got to go as to uh, how many dollars it costs to get it there. And then most importantly, there's a message in there. This one's to my dear wife, just telling her how much I love her and I miss her while I'm away from home. And uh, hopefully that will get me a few brownie points when I get home. And uh, we just put a, a message in the envelope and we send it somewhere to someone who needs that message. Now, I don't know about you, I, I rarely receive letters these days that actually contain good news. I get bills requiring payment for services that I've used, and if I don't pay soon, they're going to take those services away from me. I uh, sometimes get photos of certain misdemeanours that have happened on the roads with a hefty fine attached that I also have to pay. And then sometimes I uh, get something sent from my bank telling me that I don't have enough dollars left in the bank to actually pay for the last two letters that I've just received. Even birthday cards these days don't really have good news in them. You know, that number on the front is getting closer and closer to 50 and it's just a reminder of the bad news that I'm getting old. What I want to encourage you with today is that wherever Jesus has sent you to share his good news with someone, you get to share good news. The message that we all get to share wherever we're sent is good news. You know, the first person to actually be sent to the ends of the earth with the good news of Jesus was the Apostle Paul. And right at the end of his life, when he's imprisoned and in Rome and he knows he's about to die, he uh, writes these words that have really impacted me over uh, the last few weeks. He's writing to Timothy and uh, he's encouraging him not to give up on sharing the good news of Jesus. And he says, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel. This is my good news for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word cannot be chained. Can I just encourage you? It's so simple. He simply says, remember Jesus Christ descended from David. He's saying Jesus was human. And because he was the perfect human, he could be the perfect substitute before God for our sin. And so he who knew no sin actually became sin for us so that we could become right with God. That's good news. But not only was he human, Jesus was raised from the dead. He was fully human and he was fully divine. All of his miracles display his divinity to us, but his greatest miracle was that he was actually raised from the dead on the third day. Jesus Christ was our substitute for our sins before his Father. He was also divine. He made a way for us in overcoming sin and death for us to have everlasting life, to never die, to live forever in God's love. He says, this is my gospel. This is good news. And that's why I'm suffering. That's why I'm suffering in chains. Paul's saying, 
It doesn't matter the distance I've had to travel. It doesn't matter the difficulties that I've faced or the dollars that I've needed for the local churches to support me to get the good news out there. He says, this, this news that I, we've got to share is so good that uh, it's got to be shared whatever the cost, even if it means that I'm going to suffer. But then he says, I might be chained up. I might be suffering. But the good news, the gospel cannot be chained. And I tell you, as I look around the world at what some of our Gateway Beyond workers are doing, I am seeing as, as people are willing to go the distance, as people are willing to face difficult circumstances, and as a local church, we're willing to support them with our prayers and with our dollars the gospel is getting to the ends of the earth. The gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be chained and it is making a difference in people's lives. It's transforming communities in nations right around the world. And it's my privilege today to actually be joined by Ryan Cuthel, one of our Gateway Beyond workers. He and Anna definitely know what it means to go great distances to share the good news. They know what it means to face great difficulties to share the good news in other nations. And uh, they recognise that they need local churches like us to actually share our dollars to see the gospel get to the ends of the earth. So would you give, in all of our campuses today, would you give Ryan Castle a really big welcome? Hey, great to uh, be here with you, Ryan. It's been so good hanging out uh, with you for the mm. last few days with Anna and your boys and just seeing how God is using you uh, on the other side of the world. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. As a young guy growing up in the Redlands, this must seem like the ends of the earth. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you did grow up in the Redlands. Just mm. uh, You grew up in a loving family, but not mm. really going to church or knowing Jesus. When you were 18, you made a commitment to, uh, to follow Jesus. Mm. If you can think way back to then, you know, what difference did that make in your life? A huge difference. Um, I was already pursuing a career in aviation. It's what I wanted to do. It was a passion of mine, but I think the motivation back then was to... Um, it was about money, it was about lifestyle, it was about travelling the world. So... Um, when that all changed at that point, it was, yeah, everything changed. Those desires went away and it was replaced by just wanting to use my skills and passions for impacting the world. Hey, you and Anna did, uh, were obedient to the call of God on your life and you did go and, and serve in Kenya for six years. And then you came home with two young boys at, at the time and had a great home, you had a great job as a pilot back in Brisbane and uh, living a great life, close to family and friends. I really enjoyed going out on the bay with you one day in your boat and uh, fishing. And you understood coming back, you understood the distance you'd have to travel from family and friends. You understood the difficulty you were going to face in cross-cultural ministry, uh, you know, surrounded by poverty, and you understood the dollars that it would take to actually be supported like this way. What is it that you see God doing yep. that makes it willing, makes you willing to actually make those sacrifices to uh, to, to come back so far from family and uh, yep. so uh, far from some of the luxuries of life? Yeah. One of the things I love about being a pilot is to be able to just look down on the earth from up above and I, I love the views, I love taking pictures of the views. And I think being an MAF pilot gives me, gives me that perspective on God's mission here in, in this country and in this region. 
seeing so many different missionaries, organisations um, fulfilling their calling, their individual calling on um, whether it's here in the Loiter Hills in northern Kenya and remote places all around the country. Um, it's a beautiful part of my job and I think, um, you know, the sacrifices, although there are many, it makes it worth it just to see kind of God from that wide perspective. Um, yeah, it's, I love it. And MAF is uniquely flying people into remote places yep. where really the, the gospel would be very difficult to get the gospel there and yes. to get, you know, people on the ground if it wasn't for you guys doing your thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's, that's what we do. Our, our mission is to see isolated people physically and spiritually transformed in Christ's name. That's what we're here to do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an, awesome, an awesome thing. And to use uh, passion, flying planes, yeah. getting to do that at the same time, it's amazing. Yeah, ah, that's cool. Yeah. Mate, uh, people have recognised that you're not just a good pilot. You've you're actually got a leadership gift on your life and mm. you've, uh, you've worked really hard on uh, becoming a godly leader and uh, a leader with Christ-like character. And you've actually, in the last couple of years, been appointed as the leader of the mass base here in Kenya and South Sudan. And I imagine that comes with a whole bunch of new challenges, leading in a cross-cultural situation and uh, just having a lot of responsibility on your shoulders as well as leading a young family. Uh, just tell us about you know, some of those challenges and how can we as a church be praying for you in this season? Yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of big challenges. One is just being a leader across cultures. I think that's something I'm learning uh, and it's a struggle. I'm very Australian. Uh, there's a lot of things I do and say that are Australian and they're fine to say and do those things in Australia. <laughs> but here in Kenya and with some of the other cultures I work with, um, it can be very offensive. So um, there are times when I have to not be myself and, and really make sure that I'm um, leading in a way that is um, acceptable to all different cultures. And that's a challenge, something that I'm learning um, and something that I need to keep working on. Even just coming up with the new direction for, for MAF in Kenya um, and to some extent South Sudan, but really just coming up with ideas and trying to look at the big picture, not get um, bogged down on the details of running a flight operation, but to really see how we can better serve the mission communities in Kenya and, um, and are there new ways we can do things better? So that's, that's also part of my role. So there's quite a bit of vision uh, that side of things. So that's a big challenge and something that um, I need God's help for. Yeah. And then the last one is trying to run a safe and efficient uh, uh, aircraft aviation operation in a country like Kenya and South Sudan where uh, corruption is rife, um, but yet we want to do everything with integrity. So uh, that's a big challenge. Doing that day to day, it's tough. From the little bit that I've got to see, you know, you're very well respected and uh, people really appreciate the, the ministry that mm. you bring. So uh, I really want to encourage our whole church to keep praying for you and for Anna and, and your boys, particularly as you've got a young family uh, growing up. You've got a lot of responsibility uh, in, the, in your workplace, in your ministry, and you also got a huge responsibility at home. Mm. Uh, so we will be praying for you. Mate, Thank just you. One, one last question. With MAF, you get to fly in into many different remote communities, bringing the, uh, the good news of Jesus and just seeing uh, God at work. Can you just tell us one story of you know, this community or maybe another community where you've just you know, seen the gospel transform a community? Yeah, I think uh, this is a perfect example here uh, with Red Tribe in the Loiter Hills. 
Uh, this area is traditionally a very dark place. Um, the, the witch doctor for the whole of the Maasai community in Kenya and Tanzania lives up here in Loita Hills. So traditionally it's been a dark place and hard to break into, but um, Henny from Red Tribe and, and those who were here before him um, have really worked hard to just bring Jesus to this community. And it's so evident. We come in here now and you can see the young, young Maasai men rising up uh, taking ownership of the community and of this this project. So many amazing projects going on here with clean water, good healthcare, education. It really is transforming this community and, and Henny would say the basis of all this is his discipleship program and just yeah. bringing Jesus into the community and that's, um, you know, for all the different projects we visit around the place, this one really stands out for me just because of that and you can see in this Maasai community that, that Jesus is alive. That's awesome, yeah. mate. Uh, and I know that story, uh, because of your ministry, can be multiplied over and over again mm. uh, through, throughout Kenya as uh, the gospel truly is getting to the ends of the earth yes. and the power of the gospel is unchained. It's changing uh, mm. people's lives. Jesus is alive. Mm. And, uh, mate, I uh, just want to say what a privilege it is to, uh, to support you guys and to partner with you guys in uh, following the call that God's got on your life. Mm. So, hey, why don't in all of our campuses right now, just put your hands together and uh, just honour Ryan and Anna and all of our Gateway Beyond workers uh, just doing an incredible job taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Come on, put your hands together today. Well, I'm obviously no longer in the Loiter Hills, but I'm back in downtown Mackenzie, and unfortunately, we're all still social distancing. But it is such a privilege to be able to visit and to support people like Ryan and Anna, who are using their God-given gifts and talents and making considerable sacrifices to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. You know, I got to see just a few months ago the impact of their ministry in Kenya and to meet the people whose lives are being transformed by the good news of Jesus. And as I listened to Ryan's story a couple of months ago, I'm reminded of why we plant campuses here, why it's so important for more people in more places to, to know Jesus here in Australia. You know, imagine if Ryan never heard the gospel as a young guy in Brisbane and was never welcomed into a local church like this a church that encouraged him to follow his God-given dream to fly and to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. It wouldn't have just been Ryan that missed out, but people all over Kenya would have missed out on the good news of Jesus. And right now, we have a generation of young men and women around Brisbane growing up in our communities just like Ryan who need to hear the good news of Jesus and discover that he has an eternal purpose for them. We are all sent somewhere to share the good news of Jesus with someone. You know, about eight years ago, we sent 38 people down the road to Ormo with one teenager, and now there are 50 young people every week part of our community, and I believe we're going to reach many more families in the future. Just a few years ago, we sent some to Redlands into an old sports hall, which is now being used to reach a community with the gospel. And because of your giving last year, we started a counselling and wholeness centre down there, and care ministries just bringing 
hope and healing to that community. A few months later, we sent some people to Logan and it's been so exciting to see so many people from different backgrounds come to faith and the place is now overflowing with young families from all different cultures. Just last year, we sent some people to the city and because of your giving last year, we're reaching students from the ends of the earth and our care ministry is reaching out to those in great need in our city. You know, for many years, we've sent many people from Mackenzie to start new campuses and to the ends of the earth. And I hope really soon we'll be able to open our doors again at Mackenzie and at every campus to welcome more people than ever before. Your giving to Gateway Beyond last year is enabling us right now to bless people in great need in every community where we have a campus through Gateway Care during this COVID-19 season. Thank you for your giving. And in the next 12 months, with many struggling to find work, the need will be great again in this coming year. It's so exciting to see what God is doing in all of our campuses. And it's a privilege to support those that we've sent to the ends of the earth. You know, people like Ryan and Anna sent to Nairobi to share good news with street boys and take gospel workers to Kenya and all over Sudan, supporting Lyndall for over 20 years who's been sent to Chiang Rai to share the good news with widows and orphans. We sent people like Andrew and Anne Wright to Kitcombe to give good news of health care and to see a community in desperate need transformed. You know, sent people like Katie to the Middle East to share the good news with university students on campus. Sending the Lumkeys family to Maysai to see disciples made and to train national workers to share the gospel and plant churches. We sent Neil and Gwen Wetzig to the Democratic Republic of Congo to train health workers and to heal the sick in Jesus' name. We sent Stephen and Karen Conwell to Thailand to share the good news with young people in schools. We sent Joe and Joe and Midge to the Middle East to bring good news to the poor through business and mentoring. David and Jenny Niebling are training leaders and ascending teams all over Asia Pacific region to share the good news of Jesus. You know, the Whites and the Lees have been sent to South Asia to give good news to the poorest of the poor. You know, Ainsley's been sent to Uganda to see a generation of young people receive new hope and a new start in life. You know, Janine for many years has been sent to the Middle East to share the good news in villages and towns where Jesus first walked. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Linda Hansen's been sent to Zambia and uh, beyond throughout Africa helping young kids born lame to be able to walk in Jesus' name. Elspeth Back has been sent to South Asia to help translate the good news into the heart language of the people there. Tristan and Megan, our first ever Gateway Beyond workers from our Ormo campus sent to see and reap to share the gospel with those in great need and Ruth has been sent to Cambodia to see girls rescued from trafficking and have real hope for the future and this year because of your giving we're going to send Bethany to iAfrica to share the good news with young kids living on the streets and give them real hope for the future I've seen it for myself incredible ministry the gospel is good news people the gospel is unchanged and the gospel is making the way to the ends of the earth what a privilege it is to send so many people to the ends of the earth with the good news of Jesus. 
right now in all of our campuses. Why don't you jump on the chat and just say thank you to God for what God is doing through our Gateway Beyond workers. I feel so incredibly blessed to lead a church that gives so generously to see the gospel go to the ends of the earth. I agree with Paul's prayer that he prays in Philippians where he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this first day until now. You know, on behalf of all our Gateway Beyond workers, thank you for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You know, this is a really difficult time right now to be asking people to give, but I know this is the heart of God and I know this is the heart of Gateway. Since the first day I arrived here 16 years ago until now, we've been partnering with Gateway Beyond Workers to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. The heart of God in our church is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth and it's opened my heart from the first day to the poor around the world. It's opened my eyes to see what is possible when a local church commits long term to pray, to give and to go. And it's also opened my wallet to become a more generous person, to give to those in need. I know this is a difficult time to give with so much change and uncertainty in our world right now. But I also know that God's heart and the heart of our church is unchanging. We've partnered with those that we've sent to take the gospel to the ends of the earth from the very first day and we won't stop now. You know, many from our Gateway family have travelled great distances and they've faced significant difficulties. And if we all together sacrifice some dollars, we will see many more people come to know Jesus in our community, our nation and to the ends of the earth. And next Sunday is Commitment Sunday. It's when we'll make a commitment to give generously for another year. It'll look a little different this year to other years, but we're going to continue to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Can I ask you to be praying about how God is calling you to give, to see more people in need in our communities receive practical help and hear the good news of Jesus through our Gateway Care Ministries? and how we can give to send more people to the ends of the earth to share the good news with those who desperately need it. Church, the gospel is good news. The gospel is unchained and the gospel is going to the ends of the earth because of your partnership in it. Can I just say thank you again for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Be blessed, church. Please come ready next week to give generously, to fulfill Jesus' final words, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Thanks for being such a generous church. See you soon. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.